This is Josh Sumby, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Egg Services in Drayton, North Dakota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Coonan in studio. We'll have reports from Whitney Pittman and Sierra Doctor. The Midwest dealing with yet another significant winter storm. At this hour, there is snow as far north as Pier and Huron. That snow extends from Nebraska into South Dakota and southwest Minnesota and uh, northwest Iowa as well. The southern edge of the system is dealing with ice and a rain-snow mixture. The National Weather Service warns the heaviest snows will be in the Sisseton Hills region and western Minnesota. Snowfall rates of 1 to 3 inches per hour are expected in some locations. Brookings and Marshall may see as much as a foot and a half of new snow by tomorrow morning. There's a possibility of 6 to 8 inches of snow at Benson, 4 to 6 inches at Glenwood and Alexandria, 1 to 2 inches at Fergus Falls. There is still some uncertainty about the track of that storm and just how long it will last. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum will deliver his State of the State address early this afternoon. Burgum will stand before a joint legislative assembly to discuss his priorities for the upcoming session. The North Dakota legislature is expected to consider changes to the corporate farming law. House Agriculture Committee Chair Paul Thomas says an exemption for animal agriculture is one option. As we look at that structure, how do we structure it that we have smart growth of animal numbers in our state, but also that we allow for investment into the state that allows people that are maybe not positioned financially extremely well, but have the youthfulness and drive to, to further animal egg production. So I think those those discussions need to happen, and I think they will. Foreign ownership of farmland will also be discussed. I know there's going to be discussions, and a bill brought forward that um, tries to address that issue and uh, limit it more to domestic, or I should say U.S. landowners or citizens owning land, not uh, foreign countries. The North Dakota House Agriculture Committee will meet for the first time on Thursday morning. The Senate Agriculture and Veterans Affairs Committee will hold their organizational meeting Thursday as well. In his inaugural address, Minnesota Governor Tim Wall said gridlock is over and it's time to get things done. Wall said uh, that includes serving the needs of farmers and rural communities. And we can make sure that prosperity extends across the state. Let's make sure communities all across Minnesota have equal access to health care, to child care, to high-speed internet and educational opportunities. Legislators will be sworn in at noon today. In November, the DFL took the majority in both the House and the Senate. The influence of rural Minnesota will change. Two years ago, 22 of the 28 Senate committees were chaired by lawmakers from outstate Minnesota. With the change in the majority, only three of the 20 Senate committees will be chaired by lawmakers outside of the metro area. More than two-thirds of the economists at 23 large financial institutions expects the United States to go into recession this year. Two others are predicting a recession in 2024. Most of these economists expect it to be a shallow or mild recession and look for the economy and U.S. equity markets to rebound later this year. That survey was conducted by the Wall Street Journal. Argentina received some rains over the weekend, but the forecast for the next week to 10 days remains hot and dry. 
Crops in the region are under significant stress, and World Weather Incorporated does not see much relief in sight. Argentine farmers have sold nearly 79% of the 2021-2022 soybean crop. That's down 1% from the same point last year. Soybean sales spiked last month after the government restored a policy that allowed farmers to earn a preferential exchange rate. The Argentine government made that change to attract U.S. dollar. That policy is scheduled to end this Friday. Brazil posting a $62 billion trade surplus in 2022. Exports totaled a record $335 billion for the year. That's up 19% from the previous year. The higher prices for agricultural commodities are credited for much of that growth. The value of soybean exports rose 21%. For the first half of the marketing year, Ukrainian grain exports declined 30%. The Agriculture Ministry reports corn exports rose 16%, but that was offset by a 47% decline in wheat exports and a 69% drop in barley exports. This is the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota legislators are in St. Paul beginning the new session today. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has the story. Rural health care is an issue that Minnesota State Representative Deb Keel of Crookston plans to work on, serving on the Human Services Policy Committee as the Republican lead this legislative session. Keel says businesses providing transportation to people without the ability to drive themselves is an issue she hopes to provide relief for with Minnesota's historic budget surplus. Transportation for people who need and cannot drive to uh, dialysis, uh, chemo treatments, those are things that I've worked on for years that we need to do something about that. And being we have the surplus, um, we need to write some of those businesses or private businesses that um, because of the cost of insurance and fuel up and down, they are not reimbursed at all for the empty drive. So in our world, thinking about driving from Roseau to uh, Grand Forks for a dialysis treatment or even to the city. Keel also says keeping rural health care facilities staffed and funded is important as well. An additional 15 to 30 minutes in an ambulance can have dire consequences. Uh, there are certain things, you know, that, that you can drive 45 minutes for, but when you're in the ambulance with your loved one having a heart attack, I can tell you it's too far. And while our hospitals can't uh, necessarily deal with all the health problems, they certainly can stabilize someone so that they can either be air flighted in uh, or driven in by an ambulance. And um, it's really important. And, of course, hopefully we don't have any unfortunate farm accidents, but, you know, that is the reality there, too, is that we work in a danger dangerous industry and that can happen in our nursing home care, too. Um, we're really struggling with making sure that they have enough staff. Reporting for the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. The decision by the EPA and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to redefine the waters of the United States rule has been met with criticism from agriculture groups. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. National Cattlemen's Beef Association Chief Counsel Mary Thomas Hart says the EPA is simply creating more uncertainty by reverting to pre-2015 rules. The administration's goal was to kind of provide a pre-2015 status quo um, and to write something that was defensible. But in attempting to go 
further back than 2015, um, this administration created a lot of regulatory uncertainty because they didn't want to draw a bright line rule. So that means that a lot of features are going to be subject to case-by-case jurisdictional determinations, which can be timely and costly if you're a landowner. So we're certainly happy that this rule didn't go as far as the 2015 rule in asserting jurisdiction. Hart says the timing of the WOTUS rule is unfortunate due to the Supreme Court's consideration of Sackett versus EPA. They chose to issue a final rule while the Supreme Court is actively considering this same exact issue. So the Supreme Court is considering the definition of WOTUS for the fourth time. For six of the nine justices, it's the first time that they're considering WOTUS. And I think, you know, in the oral arguments last October, we really saw that those six justices don't see a lot of value in the existing test. They only see the confusion that's been created by those standards. And I, I would not be surprised if the second decision completely kind of throws those two tests out and substitutes it for something new. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. With drought causing decreases in cattle numbers, USDA is predicting a decline in the amount of beef produced in 2023. USDA Chief Economist Seth Meyer. When it comes to things like like pork, expecting a modest year-over-year -year increase, broiler production has been, increases have been pretty strong. And so when we look year-over-year, year, looking at some increases in all other meat categories, but beef production actually down more than 2 billion pounds. While Meyer expects a rebound in cattle numbers, the weather will still play a role in how strong of a rebound that is. Do you have forage conditions necessary to support a herd rebuild? That'll be one of the deciding factors. For more information from the Red River Farm Network, visit Facebook and Twitter. You can also find stories, podcasts, and more. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. We're counting down the top ag stories of the past year, 2022. Supply chain shortages have affected every aspect of agriculture, and that is our number three story of 2022. Steel shortages, labor issues, transportation challenges, they were all in place before the pandemic began. Those problems only intensified this past year. The timeline between ordering a new tractor and when it showed up on the farm was painfully long. Product shortages were a reality for crop producers with glyphosate and glufosinate being two primary examples. Wilbur Ellis District Sales Manager Chris Warren believes the Roundup situation will improve this year. A major contributor to the glyphosate uh, tightness in 2022 was, was, a, was a hurricane. Um, so obviously can't plan for those things. Um, but uh, that combined with uh, just the, the, the trans-Pacific trade um, and, and China maybe not producing uh, quite as much material as they had previously or shipping quite as much material due to things like trying to clean up their environment a bit for the Olympics that they had held. So just a whole bunch of factors stacked up to, to make that active uh, quite challenging in 2022. I think that gets quite a bit better here in 2023. Warham anticipates the availability of glufosinate to be better than last year, but supplies will likely still be tight. Again, we'll continue to count down those top 10 ag stories right here on the Red River Farm Network. Protesters in Bolivia's farming region of Santa Cruz are blocking traffic and shutting down the movement of grain and food.
protests began nearly a week ago when the local governor was arrested and taken out of the province by special forces. This region is a major producer of soybeans, sugarcane, wheat, rice, and corn. A major satellite is going to be taking off this morning from the SpaceX launch site in Cape Canaveral, Florida. This is part of the Transporter 6 mission. This is a satellite that is the world's first agriculture-focused satellite and will provide agriculture and forestry data to support sustainable practices. Once again, markets will reopen at 8.30 this morning. We'll get back into a more normal trading day as we check in on the farm calendar the uh, North Dakota weed control officials will be in Bismarck today starting at 9, 9 o'clock for the Agriculture Commissioner's Noxious Weed Forum. That's going on in Bismarck. The Lake Region Extension Roundup will be tomorrow and Thursday in Devil's Lake. They've got uh, quite an array of speakers there as well. Minnesota has its uh, annual organic conference. That is on the 5th and 6th, Thursday and Friday. Speakers include... Uh, former North Dakota Attorney General Sarah Vogel. Again, that meeting is in St. Cloud. Also, as we look to the farm calendar, some national meetings, the Potato Expo uh, kicks off uh, tomorrow officially in the Denver area. Uh, that uh, will be continuing through Thursday. And the American Farm Bureau Federation is going to be starting with their annual convention on Friday and will continue through early next week the American Farm Bureau Federation meeting in San Juan, Puerto Rico for their annual convention. Have yourself a great day. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.